0: And welcome to A Table for One. Thanks for joining your hosts, Jeanette Acock and Shanta Langford as we savor the single feast of life. And join us as we chat and share about the over 40 life experience. Hello, Jeanette, darling. Hello, Miss Shasha. How are you this <laughs> evening? I'm doing quite well. Thank you. And how are you? <laughs> I am fine. I am fine. Uh, good. Um, how was your week? Week was good. Um, I'm loving the fall. You know, I love fall weather. Although it was, it was a little bit more warm today than than yes. it was a couple of days ago. I like the crispness in the air, you know. That's true.
1: And the other thing mm-hmm. is the fall no longer is associated with... Uh, children or going <laughs> back to school—it's like okay, the kids have gone back.
0: We can yeah, this Yeah, that's yes. true. But I have to stop. But I—I I take the subway, so mm. oh, so they're okay. they're now back in my life. All right. Well, I, I my at least, well in the afternoon because I work in the evening. So yeah, I see those precious darlings um, on my way to work. So
1: well. But it brings up another point, and Uh, also part of our list of 40 things. Oh, right. So we have our our, our
0: new five, the next five.
1: Yes, uh, having to do with, um, well, work and relationships, that you do have a greater freedom for your schedule and planning than if you had children underfoot. And um, you can decide to work in the evenings rather than, Oh, I must be home when. Excuse me, when the when the husband or the children are home from school and or work. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Now, I guess that that would also make it be different if, like, on a Friday, Thursday or Friday, when you know your coworkers want to go out for a drink. You know, I I always had coworkers who, if they had kids or whatever, they'd either have to they'd have to definitely make plans ahead of time Mm -hmm. because someone had to be home. Mm-hmm. uh for the kids right and so, after a
1: while i think when when you have children i mean going back into this our uh, 40 things you have more time now to really foster relationships because if you've got to rush home to a child or a husband you're going to be a little less likely to linger on a friday night or mm-hmm. to take the impromptu um suggestion to go out for a drink or go out to dinner after work true so, yeah
0: yeah so. yeah and I, and I never really thought about it because it's like you always have that freedom to do it so it never you know because mm-hmm. there were some Friday nights where I really had nothing to do <laughs> and I would just sit at my desk
1: well and go
0: that's good look you had, at this you look at freedom. this life yes right this is my girl you live in the mary richard's life aren't you yes. you're gonna make it after all well i hadn't made it yet still haven't but that's beside the point the point is i just <laughs> wish i had a hat i could throw up in the air right <laughs> but not a lot of people get that reference uh no and about that too do you remember did you ever watch mary Tyler show oh yes oh yes oh i love that show yeah. Little did I know um, that you were going to be
1: embodying living it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always thought, you know, it's interesting now that I think back to a lot of the TV shows that I watched, the people that I really gravitated to at the time, like Good Times, Walona Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I yes. loved Walona Woods. Mm -hmm. Single woman, no kids. Well, until she got Penny, but that's a whole other story. But anyway. Yes. Let's stick to the original script. Yes. Mary Richards. I'm trying to think of who else uh, was single. Oh, that girl, Marlo Thomas. Mm -hmm. But then she got engaged to, uh, to, oh, I forgot his name. But anyway. Yeah. It was certain women Mm -hmm. that um, I gravitated to as a kid. Not even and knowing. That. No, no. But what I loved about it is that life didn't seem horrible. It, it, it You know, that, oh, Mary did never have a, well, she always had dates, mm-hmm. but she wasn't married, and she didn't have kids, and it didn't look bad, and it didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, poor Mary, you know? <laughs> it was like, her and Rhoda, I loved them, and I love that whole kind of, I don't know, there was something about it that just seemed so fun.
1: Right, and that and that girl—I mean, the Marlo Thomas thing. Yes, and and I wore fabulous clothes. And it came at a time when you know, in the '60s, where women were be becoming liberated, Mm -hmm. and there was this fantasy, uh, for the most part, that people, uh, young women, now had this newfound freedom and could go out there and live the single life. Mm -hmm. And I guess you know some of the underpinning of that. Assumed that these women had the skills and the financial freedom to do these things because that wasn't true for all demographics. But you know, it was it it suited the TV demographic of the right. time.
0: Right. But uh, the thing I loved about well, especially Mary Tallamore, is that she came in as associate producer and and they tapped on some of the subjects that you know there was one episode where Mary found out that a guy who was a lower person was making more.
1: Yes. You know, I think that that was it. That. And,
0: or, or, yeah, because when she, well, I remember the first episode, remember she, uh, Lou said to her, if you can take $4 less, you can be a producer <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I'll just be associate producer. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. But then, uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting thing because she she had a job that was it almost seemed like she was Lou's secretary and assistant. Mm-hmm. But she had associate producer title. I don't know. It was really weird.
1: Well, you know. But in she, order she to, carried
0: a lot of weight, you know. Yeah.
1: In order to keep that demographic going, you know, you, you couldn't be too much out there at those times and have this. Couldn't be a hard-nosed Hannah.
0: You know? Right,
1: right. <laughs> We're not ready for that. TV yeah. was not ready for that yet. Yeah, uh.
0: but I think it, it, it's, it suited enough of that feminist uh, movement mm-hmm. that it was it was okay at the time it was a where it didn't ruffle yeah it didn't yeah. ruffle a lot of feathers mm-hmm. where like even with good times it's like of course they had to live in the slums i mean god forbid um mm-hmm. but then walona she lived in the projects but she dressed so <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes like she always had different wigs, different ha- different clothing and stuff. But then you find out that she worked at a boutique.
1: Mm, yeah, so a logical so it made, explanation. So it made
0: more sense. But then you also find out that she'd been working for a long time. And she had... I remember that one episode where she had moved up from, from cashier to now. Like, she was head... I don't know. Was she a head buyer or something? I can't even remember what it was. But because this guy wanted to marry her and he basically wanted her to stay at home and he bought the he bought the boutique for you know Mm -hmm. for her and she was really excited about it he was basically he bought the boutique thinking oh well you could just stay at home and she's like dude like (laughs) Mm -hmm. what don't you get
1: yes you know Um, which is a pretty modern notion and and pretty far ahead of its time considering all of the the social environment that she was subjected to
0: right and and, the, and it was more so about the evans family than her but i like the way that uh, quite a few times they would you know spotlight her And that one time and i'll always remember this line is when florida thought you know that she was going to fix her up with somebody and malona has that famous line where she says florida i'm alone but i ain't lonely you mm-hmm. know um uh, Mm -hmm. And I always love that line. And I'm like, now I'm starting to realize why.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And again, it goes back to one of the things that, uh, you know, in these 40 so-called things about... uh, what no one tells you over forty is that you don't have to be alone but Mm -hmm. you now can be selective you don't have to hang out with a couple because they have kids your kids age or because your partner needs to hang out with this group of people to further their career goals or their social goals, you can hang out with people, maybe because they they can further your goals, but you don't have to hang out with, with people you don't want to. You can be a lot more open about your relationships and the ones you want to build.
0: Right. And also it's like, you know, I think this whole notion of uh, lonely means that you don't have someone, and I think sometimes the loneliest people are people who are with people. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So I've always thought that, you know, yes, it's hard sometimes and you I think everyone feels lonely, you know that's that's a part of the human condition, right. But I've always thought the worst feeling would would be if I felt lonely with someone. Um, yes. because yeah. I understand why I, why I feel lonely now. Mm-hmm. And that only comes in, that doesn't come all the time, you know, and also those moments that I do feel that way, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, it's not from anything that is apparent, like, I'm lonely, because I don't have someone I'm lonely, because I don't have kids. I'm lo- no, it's not that it's just, there's some, something that ha- moves me at that moment where I feel lonely. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't last, you know, um, but I think that's for everybody.
1: Yeah, and I think too that there is a, there is an art to being alone and being happy with that being alone. Mm-hmm. And I think because you, you uh, your happiness doesn't depend on someone else, but unless you give yourself some solitude and uh, the value of solitude uh, of being. On your own you never really grow into what your qualities are if you're always with somebody else you may either be a mirror for them or Mm -hmm. you may be a sponge for their qualities so when you're alone you have to look at yourself and you have to also appreciate that you don't need somebody else to make you happy if you do then you're never going to be happy
0: Um, right and and I think also when I was in my 20s and 30s, I think the the, the notion of getting married meant that somebody chose me. Mm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Look, I was chosen. Yes. So then as you, as you creep to 40 and then ain't nobody chose me yet, mm. uh, <laughs> then yeah. you have to really, really start loving yourself. Yes. Because society says, well, something got to be wrong with you. Because yeah. you're 40 years old and ain't nobody chose you yet. Right. What's going on? Right. Um, So once you get past that tier of scrutiny from your friends, from your family, from the outside forces, um, mm. then you have to move to the second tier. And that's the hardest tier is you.
1: Because
0: yeah. a lot of things, a lot of times we get into situations of relationships with people based on the fear of being alone, based on the fear that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And this is the best I'm going to get. Um, Or I don't even know what I like, but he, this person's in my face and they, they like me. So go for it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So once you get past those tears of, of accepting and understanding, no, I I have choices. I, I know who I am. I know what I like. I know. Uh, and okay, I haven't been chosen. If the world seat says that I haven't been chosen, well, okay, I haven't been chosen. But I've chosen myself. Ooh, that was good, wasn't it? It was very good. Uh, thank you. Well, um, but, you know, and it, it, but <laughs> in all honesty, in, I have chosen myself. I think once you choose yourself, Then you can't let all these other things infiltrate in, like, you know, all these vagabonds and ne'er do wells and. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, people that you shouldn't even say hello to, let alone be in a relationship with. Right, right. I mean. And that goes for men, women, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think
1: also that, you know, somewhere in your development, you get past the um, musical chairs portion of your life identity that oh i don't want to be the one that doesn't have a seat i don't want to be yes and then you start saying uh the next phase is why am i playing this game
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I, I, I don't particularly want to sit down, nor do I want to race around looking for a seat in some game that I'm not interested in. But um, and the other part of it is, why is it that I'm also feeling that somebody has to choose me? Maybe I don't see anybody that I want to make that kind of commitment with. Uh, so
0: what that sounded was... so much more mature, the way you said it. Oh. Because I always considered that stalking, but uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it depends. Everything is a matter of degree, but
0: well, but, uh... apparently, people that I had chosen, let's say, I had my eye on, mm-hmm. some might suggest it was stalking, but I, I you know, I just think it's like you are very, very committed. <laughs>
1: That's, that's to the person way, finding
0: out it. that you are an amazing person. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well. But hey, listen. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and also check out our website, a table four spelled F O U R and the number one dot com. There you'll find interesting articles, our episode calendar, product recommendations, and information on becoming a patron. Thanks for listening.